We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to No Other Pod. I am Jimmy, even if I don't sound like it, because my voice is shot, because I've been dying for like the past week, which is why we're uh, we're recording a day late here. Um, Happy Thursday, everybody. Yes, sir. That is uh, my man, Dan Kuzer, who's been fighting with his computer for the last half hour, I think. Uh, a little heated, dude. I had to throw my sweatshirt off because I don't know this whole technological stuff. I haven't had a laptop in a long time and uh, think it has a virus. And it, I don't even watch bad things on here. There's not even, <laughs> there's no way I could have allowed a virus in here. But I'm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad. Uh, glad you got in. Glad, well, I'm glad I... we got this in, dude. I'm glad we're able to get an episode in, uh, despite your illness. Sorry you're yeah. feeling bad, and, and hope you get better. No, it's okay. I have a voice today, which is more than I can say for yesterday. Oh, that would have been um, funny. I only woke up three times in the middle of the night last night, which is about five times less than I have been waking up, so um, I'm getting there. Oh, to, to throw up? No, just because my throat hurts so bad. Oh, I was like, what are we talking about? I get up three times to pee sometimes. No, no, no. Yeah, my throat's just been killing <laughs> me, and I've been, I can't breathe because I'm all congested, which is why I sound crazy, and... I'd like snore so loud I'd wake myself up in the middle of the night because I can't breathe. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brittany didn't kick you to the couch or anything? No, man, I thought she was going to, but... Oh no. <laughs> no, man, it, it's been a bummer. Um, but well, You just got back from New York, and it didn't <clears throat> sound like you got to enjoy it all that much. Yeah, I got to spend uh, about a day in the city. Um, so, But, I mean, we also we, we went to go visit my, uh, my little one-and-a-half-year-old nephew, so oh, nice. still got to see him, which was fun. That um, little bastard probably got you sick. Me and everyone in that house was sick. <laughs> oh, we were no. we were all dying. But uh, hey, we're back. We're back here, in man, the, in the cold Kansas City. That's awesome. So, and yeah, we needed to get a pod in for our listeners. We got so. it in. It's kind of been a busy week. I mean, remember that one week we kind of had to think of some stuff to talk about, and we're yeah. kind of hitting a time where we don't we don't have to do much thinking. There's just stuff to talk about. You know what I mean? No, nah, man, it's coming up, and it all starts with the uh, the preseason that that starts next week. Oh, dude, they take off on Monday. It's crazy. I feel like, you know, MLS Cup feels like it was just like last week, and now all of a sudden we're, we're talking about preseason <laughs> starting. I mean, it was about five weeks ago, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, wasn't that wasn't that long ago? That's uh, insane. That's why uh, MLS season, you know, it's so long, and and you know, MLS news really never stops. But uh, love it, dude. It's such a fun sport to be a <clears> fan <throat> of because I mean, if you're a big fan of the NFL, you have a long off season. You don't get yeah. to turn around and come right back and cheer some more. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a couple big dates, you know, like the draft and stuff, but but there's sure. a lot of dead time in between. And, and MLS, it's always, you know, always news. Uh, MLS Cup ends, and then you turn around, and all of a sudden there's like four different types of drafts, and then you got the transfer window opens up, and people are signing, uh, teams are signing players in the preseason. So it's a it's a fun sport to be a fan of, and Sporting KC kicks off their first preseason game Saturday, January 27th. But like you said, they take off uh, early next week. Um, they, they announced their preseason schedule. Um, they have, it looks like, seven games um, here that include a, a, prob- a couple of them are going to be more like scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Like their first game is against the Phoenix Rising FC trialists. It's not really going to be a full-on I mean, it'll be a match, but it's not going to be like an intense match, uh, especially since a lot of these trialists are, are just trying to make the team. But it'll be a good look for the for the you know a warm up scrimmage, and then they take on Sporting Arizona and the Colorado Rapids, and then they uh, they take a little break um, before they head back out to Arizona to take on the New York Red Bulls, Phoenix Rising, the New England Revolution, and then a team to be determined based on how those. Uh, those first three games go. So, uh, hey, man, what do you think about preseason? What, what do you what do you look for in a preseason? Uh, dude, it's, preseason's different because, like, I remember trying to watch these last year, and, and a lot of these games are during the day. So it's like you might be working. Maybe you work retail on Saturday, and you're, you're yeah. stuck at the office or somewhere, and you got to stream these on your phone or something. And it's not, it's not indicative of anything you're going to see come March or April. I mean, it's... They're just trying out different formations, different lineups. It's uh, <clears throat> so, so something that I look for. I always look for the new guys to shine, man. I always look for someone like a like a Colton Storm to get in there and do some work, or uh, or, or hey, now a homegrown uh, Zach Wright that we just signed from uh, right out of North Carolina. So I mean, I I'm looking for those young guys to step up and maybe try to make their way into a Swope Park Rangers game or a first team or something. Yeah, so I, you're never going to get a breakout star in in the preseason. Um, you know, it's it's not like NFL where where you know somebody might make enough of a a, a noise where where they're going to maybe break into the starting eleven per se. Um, but it's definitely a time where the new guys can assimilate and start to get a feel for okay, what it, what is it like to actually play in a real game scenario with some of these teammates they've never played with before? Or can a guy like Kyrie Shelton earn enough respect where, hey, he might actually get a, a few more meaningful minutes than he probably is because he's not going to be the starter, but he's going to be a guy that Peter Vermees will look to coming off the bench to, to score some goals in some situations where they'll need to bring in an attacking player off the bench. Um, but really for me, yeah, it's mostly just getting that timing, getting that rhythm down. And, and honestly, by the end of the preseason – it's still going to be a work in progress. I mean, Peter Vermees said, and we'll talk about this in, in just a little bit, they're not even going to have all of their new signings in for the first half of the preseason. Right. Um, so so you can't really get a full feel for what this team's going to be after just, you know, six, seven games that are that really aren't the starting 11 out there. The starting 11 
will get some playing time together, but they're not going to get extensive minutes together because, you, like you said, this is going to be a lot of guys getting looks for, you know, if they're going to make some of the Swope Park Rangers games or, or if there'll be some swing players that come, you know, time for the early round Open Cup games or what have you. Are, are there some guys that Peter Vermees feels comfortable enough calling up from Swope Park to fill in some of those first-team roles? So, um is, is there a game in particular you're going to go out of your way to try to watch? Man, I, I always try to watch all of them, really. Um, so, no, not one over the other. Just uh, just excited to watch all of them, you know? Yeah, I think the one that's maybe most interesting is this Phoenix Rising game. Um, just because I think that's the one that's going to feel most like an actual game situation. Because it's at their home stadium in Scottsdale, Arizona. They They're have some selling big tickets for it. Yep, so... You know, it's not every day that Phoenix Rising fans get to see their team play against an MLS team, um, and and they're trying to earn one of those MLS expansion bids. So I think out of all of these games, that maybe will be actually the most interesting and and, and maybe the biggest test, even though it's not against an MLS team. It's going to feel, I think, most like the the closest to a real game situation. So that's one, I think. And that's at 4 p.m. I think that's part, part of the reason why you know, that's a little bit later game, too, is because they know people are going to try to watch that game. So Right. I hate to think that uh, I hate to think that Vermees will not treat it like a real game, though. I think he'll still be tooling. He still knows it's a little preseason action, and uh, he, he's still going to be playing around with things. I mean, I, I don't know if we ever see the true starting 11, like, playing together. I mean, it's, it's just a weird – preseason's always kind of weird like that. Yeah, I remember watching past preseasons, and I, I agree with you. I don't know if I ever remember seeing the actual starting 11 play together right. very much, if at all. And if they did, it was just a few minutes here and there. Um, so, yeah, it, it's even that game, you know, it's not going to be the day one starting 11 out there. He's still going to be playing around, seeing what he what he has in some of these younger players. But it, it, uh, it still should be interesting nonetheless. Um, so... Uh, but, you know, I know we've talked about maybe one day trying to get out there and, and go to uh, some, some preseason games. Did, I know you, you talked about you were trying to work out some some Rojan trips this year. Did, did you guys figure out if you were going to be able to go to one? Oh, dude, I think we're, uh, I don't know, obviously you can't count the Chicago one because we're obviously going to go to that one. Right. But uh, I think we're going to make the L.A. trip for the, uh, for the Galaxy game. I mean... There you go. Galaxy's had a pretty good off season too, so I mean that could be that could be a fun game to watch. Yeah, and I hear they're uh, in some serious talks with uh, Columbus Crew trying to get Ola Kamara. Yeah. So absolutely. You know, they their reports are saying that they might send Jossie Zardis along with a couple other things over to to Columbus to get Ola. And man, the way their season went last year, they need to make some moves. But that would be a super fun. Uh, Super fun road trip for you guys. I oh, yeah, hope dude. you guys can do that. Well, and you're from you're from LA area, right? Yes, sir. I gotta tell you, that's an expensive freaking place. Yeah, it is, man. It's not like like I was just in New York, and it's it's so easy to get around in New York, even though it's so crowded and, and right. crazy. Because you just hop on a metro, and you get like for thirty bucks, you get like an unlimited metro pass for sure. a week, and and you just get anywhere you want to go. It doesn't work like that in L.A. There's there's like no public transit that is worth anything. You're stuck on the um, highway in traffic all the time. Yeah, it's so spread out, and and like the Galaxy don't they don't even play really in L.A. They play in Carson, yeah, which is like Carson. out separate from everything. So if you're going out to L.A., you're probably like, okay, well I want to see the game. We have to rent like, a car. Yeah, you got to rent a car. 
and you might want to do Disneyland, which is like Dude. an hour south of Carson. I want to do all do, that. I want to do Disney, yeah. Universal. You want to do the whole shebang. Yeah, and Disneyland's like an hour south of Carson. Universal's like an right. hour north of Carson. Uh, <laughs> so um, Might as well just stay in Anaheim, you know that? I mean, it just sounds like the easiest, uh, if you're, especially if you're going to do two parks at Disney, you know? Yeah, Anaheim's pretty far south, but but if you if you're going for the Disney experience, that's the way to do it. I'll tell you. So it'll be yeah. fun. I I confession, grew up in LA, never actually went to a game, a Galaxy game out there. No, because um, I, I really didn't get into it until I moved out here and became a Sporting KC fan. So nice. Um, you know, and unfortunately, every time I've gone back to visit my family, it's been in a week when when the Galaxy haven't had a home game. Weirdly. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there hopefully this year to to see a game. Um, probably won't be a, a sporting game, but hopefully I'll be able to get to both an LAFC and an uh, LA Galaxy game out there. Um, trying to get to as many stadiums as I can. Uh, I'll knock like I mentioned before. I'll knock another one off going to Portland this year when sporting travels out there. Right. Um, but cool, man. You'll have to uh, let us know what it's like going out there and, and facing the Galaxy. That could be a, a a pretty good game. Oh, absolutely, man. We might. Uh... Shoot, we might even be recording the pod from uh, from a hotel room out there or something. Be pretty cool. Yeah. On, on site recording. <laughs> That'd be Getting awesome. Big time. The um, uh, no nah, man, it's just yeah, we're looking at prices and everything, and obviously nothing's set in stone until you buy it. But I think that's the plan. And uh, gosh, that's soon, dude. That's in April. That's April eighth. It's gonna be here before you know it. Right. Crazy. Uh, but one thing that's for sure, in goal in that game, and for many years after, will be Tim Melia for Sporting KC. That's because Sporting KC rewarded the man with a contract extension, and rightfully so. Uh, we already talked about how uh, Sporting had signed Ikopara to a multi-year extension. We got a little bit more detail about that, but... Um, Melia's new contract will go through at least 2020 with a club option for 2021. So we're looking at, you know, up to three, maybe four more seasons with with Tim Melia at minimum based on that contract. And Ike's contract goes through 2019 with an option for 2020. So at least two, maybe three more seasons uh, at minimum for Ike, um, which has to make all of us feel great, right? I mean, those two pretty much anchored that defense. Yeah, for sure. That's very exciting stuff and shows that we're, uh, you know, we like their level of play. We're committed to them. And uh, I think they're committed to us as long as we'll have them, you know. I think uh, I think Tim and and, uh, and his wife and baby that was born there, I think they don't want to leave. They don't want to go anywhere. Um, I think a lot of the players are just real happy to be where they're at and to get contract <clears> extensions <throat> is, is a huge bonus. Yeah, for sure. And, and, What's interesting is, so both of their contracts were set to expire after the 2018 season, and Sporting KC obviously has seen enough from them last year and the years prior to say, okay, we know we're going to want to keep you guys in, in the years to come. Um, I, I'm, I'm reading a little bit of tea leaves here, so you know I don't know if there's anything really to this, but Beesler, Zussi, and Espinosa's contracts all expire after next year as well, and, and they haven't been signed to contract extension, so... Do you think there's anything to that? Is Sporting maybe kind of looking to see what sort of form they're in this year since they're getting a little older before they decide, are, are we reinvesting in you again, or are we kind of turning a new page with the organization? What do you think? You just said everything. I mean, it. Uh, uh, you know, Ike is under 30. Uh, Amelia's right at 31, 32, right? Right, which is pretty young for a keeper. Sure. Goalkeepers can get 
old. I mean, Tim Howard, you know what I mean? Still playing. Right. Um, they they can they can play for a long time, and uh, you know they're not running all over the place. They just got to keep their reaction time up. But when it comes to these field players, Beasler, Espinoza, I mean, they are, you know, they're going to get up there in age. Uh, I, I don't think they can commit to them right away until they, till they have a conversation, till they, till they finish this this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think you know, especially, and, and we'll talk about this more in, in just a bit here, but. Uh, this roster is not even taken full shape yet. We don't know yet who else will be added before the season starts. Um, so I don't think, especially with their age and, and not yet knowing if they want to commit to them long term, I don't think Peter and Kerry Zavagnin and the rest of the, the technical staff are comfortable allocating resources to some of these older field players, like you said, when they still don't yet know exactly how much of those resources will be needed to bring in a young designated player striker that we're all waiting for or another winger or another defender. So, uh, you know, I, I love Beasler. I love Zussi. I love Espinoza. I loved Benny. Um, oh, but God rest his soul. <laughs> oh, he yeah, just poor. got traded. Gotcha. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it, I, I think that if those guys do come back after this, uh, this season, it's going to be, in a, in a different capacity, be it either um, financially or um, technically on the field, how, how they're used. Uh, but obviously, um, Tim and Ike will be here for uh, a number of years uh, to come and couldn't be happier about that. So we're, we're certainly uh, looking forward to that. Uh, yep, big time. Uh, but another player that you mentioned earlier who, who will be here for a little while is Sporting KC signed uh, – Zach Wright as a homegrown player. He's a forward. Dig uh, it. He's 22 years old. Hey, that's our big signing, dude. Roster set. That's our forward. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, you know, we actually got a question from uh, from one of our listeners um, at Mansky, the man, the legend. It says oh, yes. <laughs> he he says, uh, "What's the deal with the new homegrown player they signed?" Uh, so, as we mentioned, he's a forward. Zach Wright. He's 22 years old. They signed him to a one-year contract with options for 2019, 2020, and 2021. So basically, he's going to have to prove himself year after year to, to keep running those options. Dude, he looked um, good in college. I don't know if you watched the little highlight video, but the dude has some skills. Yeah, he uh, he played for the University of North Carolina. So that's where Colton Storm played. Yeah, um, that's where Mikey played. Lopez played. That's right. He played for the Sporting KC Academy U18s because he's from, I want to say he's from Blue Valley. Uh, yeah, yeah. He Kansas. only played for one year, so he was very he was in the academy for a very short time. Okay. Well, he he scored 15 goals and had 28 assists over four seasons at North Carolina. So he's a sounds like a guy who who can score when he needs to, but he he ball. also shares the ball, right? Um, he's 5'11", 165, which is about the size Dom was. Um, so, you know, do you think that he has a shot at, at earning a a first team spot, or, or do you think this is probably more likely a, a Swope Park signing? No, I think it's probably a Swope thing. I think they'll loan him down and and develop him. And if things go well, and then you then you bring him up to the first team. Obviously, um, you don't you hate to have him do too well and then go off to like Manchester City. Eric Palmer Brown, God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I agree. He's gonna he's gonna play with Swolt Park and, and Swolt Park similar to Sporting KC 
needed someone who could score goals or who could at least be creative enough to, to help someone like Carlton Belmar find the net a bit more. Uh, and, and it sounds like Zach Wright might be that guy. We'll probably see him in the preseason with Sporting KC a, a fair bit. Um, he's going to be one of those guys Peter Vermees takes a look at to see, okay, you know, what do we really have here when he's facing a, a more professional competition? Is he the type of guy I can bring up for, for an open cup run and, and have him take some minutes and, and give our, our senior guys a rest? Um, but I, I don't think we're going to see him extensively with the first team this year, especially with how crowded the, the forward group is right now. Blue Testament, I'm, I'm looking at their article, and, and it says that you know we have eight forwards right now between Diego Rubio, Gerso, Daniel Shallowy, Kyrie Shelton, Carlton Belmar, Suni Saad, Gianluca Buzio. That doesn't even include um, Christian Lobato or Jimmy Madronda or, or whoever this upcoming hopeful designated player is. So right. um, he's going to be a swap part guy. But I think there's a, there's a lot of potential here, and I'm excited to see what he brings. Man, wouldn't it be crazy if he's just like the deal? I mean, if he's just the guy <laughs> and he's up there uh, just banging out goals. I mean, that, that'd be crazy. It would be. I mean... Man, he, 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 like I said, he, he's got some goal scoring skill. He's never been like a massive goal scorer. 15 goals over four seasons isn't, isn't really, uh, the, the pedigree you're looking for when, when you're trying to find a, you know, a 15 to 20 goal a year scorer. But, you know, he's probably gonna, gonna come in and earn some, some significant minutes for Swope Park. And hey, more power to him if he can find his way into, uh, into the first team. Um, for sure. We need all the help we can get offensively, so wherever it comes from, I'm cool with it. Right, right. And uh, since you since you just mentioned the Twitter thing, this is a little off topic here, but not too much. Um, I don't know if you guys saw uh, our, our homie named Greg at Reggie five four one posted a a snippet. <laughs> Jimmy, were you laughing at this thing when you saw it? I don't know if I saw it. No, no, you did the. Uh, uh, of me talking about my wife playing the pod at one and a half percent, and yeah, he that. slowed it to one half <laughs> to half, and it's like twenty seconds of me sounding like I'm like a some demon. some drunk lady in the morning talking about my problems. <laughs> Man, yeah, I couldn't stop laughing. I was yeah. rolling. No, our listeners are pretty funny. I don't even know how you do that. I was like, you can slow it down to half speed. Who would ever want to do that? And then this happened, and I'm like, do it some more, please. Because that yeah. was so funny. You're going to go back and listen to all of our podcasts now on half speed just to see what it sounds like. Dude, the funniest thing, though, was I was talking, and you you go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was clearly impressed with whatever you were saying. Oh, my God. You sounded like uh, uh, Mr. Clear Eyes, whatever that guy's name was. Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There, wow. there it is. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I just had to mention that. That was uh, good on you, sir. That was funny. Killing me. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Speaking of Twitter, we uh, we had a couple other questions. Um, one was from uh, our buddy Kyle Orenberg. Uh, says still no proven goal scorer to take the pressure off my boy Rubio. Um, Zach Wright. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> Kyle says that Rubio, he, he thinks he can develop into a 15 to 20 goal per season striker, which, hey, if he can, that's that'd be awesome. But 
he says, hey, we need to have a proven goal scorer to take some of the pressure off of him. And uh, True. one of our other listeners, Wasabi, said that Reddit was freaking out over the lack of moves and money spent on securing a new goal-producing forward and, and with the preseason looming. Think we'll see someone picked up. How necessary is it? When do you start freaking out? And final question, when is Blessing coming back? Oh, my God. Crying inside. Oh. Well, we'll uh, let's let's tackle that. He's that last never one real gonna quick. dance again. Yeah, I don't I don't think he is. At that's least a, not in a sporting jersey. That's wham right there. That is uh, wham. Good old George Michael. He, <laughs> you know, I hope you have your uh, your black uh, leather vest and, and earring. Even though that's not wham era George Michael, oh. I, I think he could rock it. I have both earrings in actually, and I have a saxophone I ordered through Amazon. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man. At this point, I don't think Latif's coming back. He's not, At least not this year. Oh my God, what's he gonna do? He's so lost out there. He's scared, guys. This is that's not alone. Kansas City in L.A. All right, L.A. is a scary place. He's so small. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> he's go. He's like, whoa. What? Kansas City doesn't have beaches, and it's like, well, we have a couple lakes, Latif. All right, come on back. Yeah, it's good. It's bad. He's man. got he's Benny so, out there to, so to show him around. Yeah, but yeah, man, I don't think Latif's coming back. I think that ship has sailed. If it was going to happen, I think it would have happened pretty soon after he was picked. Um, but if it hasn't happened at this point, even though we still haven't seen the Latif hat tip video. Yeah, that's upsetting. Which I still think is weird. Dude, um, I got to say something. We, we got to tweet at LAFC and be like, yo, where's that Latif Blessing hat tip video? What are you hiding? Hat, hat probably got lost in customs as they were trying to send it over to Ghana where Latif was hanging out. Right? Um, I'm just it's not official until you've done it, all right? You've created this thing and it's supposed yeah. to be fun and cool and yeah. why doesn't he get to be a part of it? All right? He's so scared. Yep. <laughs> he just wants to be a part of it. He just wants to be a part. Um maybe uh He's maybe probably at Disney uh, World right now. Probably at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, Latif and Benny just hanging out. Just no, hanging I... out Space Mountain, man. You know they're riding Space Mountain together. Yeah. Best of friends. Um, <laughs> but no, to get back to, uh, to both Kyle and, and Wasabi's questions about, you know, when the heck is sporting going to sign this forward? Rob promised us a new forward. Right. When do you panic? The season ended. When do we panic? And I will say this, I was starting to get a little nervous because preseason is right around the corner, as we mentioned. And I'm like, look, Hey, time's ticking. I don't like leaving this till the very last little bit. And uh, I read a Blue Testament article with, or they interviewed Carries of Agnew, and you know, at first I was getting a little worried because he said it's crazy season right now. The competition in signing players is getting more difficult, and the quality of players coming into the league is better. You know, from where we sit right now, we've made some really bold moves in the last six months or so. And he goes on to say, if we had to field a starting eleven right now, we'd feel pretty comfortable. And that's when my heart starts pounding a little bit. I'm like, Carrie, don't do this to me. Y'all said you were going to bring in yeah. a new number nine. You said you Don't said be this. doing some revisionist history now and saying, no, 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 actually we're pretty good. When Peter himself said, we don't have the guy. Um, but I do think there are going to be some guys coming in. Uh, Transfer window he, closes he in did uh, say that, two weeks, right? Yeah, we got a couple more weeks. Um but he, he did say, Zvagna did say, 
There are a few key names on the table that we're pretty far along with. I would expect sometime soon that we'll be adding more pieces to our team. Okay, so that's good. Takes a, a little bit of the edge off there. And then uh, Sam McDowell from a couple days ago published an interview with the, the, the head guy, Peter Vermees, where he was asking him, hey, what's the deal? Where's the striker? And uh, and this is what I thought um, was pretty interesting. Uh, I guess Peter told Sam that on at least two occasions this offseason, Sporting KC actually agreed to a multi-year deal with the forward, but it was those players' clubs that nixed the transfer, deciding it didn't want to sell one of its starters in the middle of the European season. So I'm like, damn, that sucks because crazy. we almost had a guy at least twice. And you know, Peter says, man, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, we thought we had something, and you know, but we're prepared for the, for that, and on to the next one. Um, but he does say that they have financial flexibility. Ownership is still committed to spending to add designated players beyond just Johan Crozet. And that um, Sam McDowell asked him if they anticipate accomplishing bringing in a goal-scoring forward before the window closes on January 31st. And Peter says, we do. So Two weeks. It, it's coming. And, and this article says it could happen any time between the next few days and, and that right up until that deadline in two weeks. Oh, uh, no. So close. So you, never, <clears throat> you never know, man. Peter, I mean, we we all know Peter's mentality. He's like, we're not, he's, this is what he says. We're not the reactionary type. We're not going to all of a sudden abandon all of our philosophies. We know exactly what we want to do here. It still has to be the right person and the right fit for what we want to do. Um, I hate that, dude. I hate that. It's like, <laughs> hey, are you excited? Are you excited? And blue balls. I'm going home. Yeah. So That's what it is. I'm, Soccer blue balls, dude. Yeah, no, it is, and it reminds me a bit of what was said after we traded Dom when we all thought we were getting a new striker in the summer, but having said that, it does sound like that they are committed to bringing in somebody. It's a little bit of a bummer that it's apparently not whoever their first choice is, at least yet. They have to convince whoever this club is in Europe not to sell their uh, their starting forward. Um, it's probably Man U. It's probably Lukaku. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, throw some gam and some tail to Man U and say, hey, use this. Sign Alexis. Do you be know fun. what that would do? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would, dude, people would lose their minds. Okay? I would go from, if, yeah. If you bring in someone of that caliber, every other MLS fan of every other team will be like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's not. I mean, obviously, it could never happen. Yeah, Kansas um, City. You mean not? Did he, he thought he was going to L.A. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't. I don't. So, so hopefully, we're we're getting someone. It's it's really it's, it's hard to know who that is or 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 what. But just in time for preseason, um, really. I mean, they could really take part in some stuff down there. You know. Yeah, they missed the first couple of games. They pretty much missed the first half. The but first then they'd, half. They'd, they'd, they'd be in, in time to join the second half, which is really the more important half. Which is the mini cup, they call it. Yeah, the Desert Diamond Cup. No, they're not um, calling it that this year. Oh, is that not what it's called they, anymore? Isn't it called like the Sun Mini Cup or something? No, oh, probably. I know. I was like, Who where's knows? the uh, is that, double Is DC? that part of the treble? If we win that, do we get to say we won the treble? Probably. Yeah, more teams play in that than in the Canadian Championship. Oh, snap, they do. So, 
Sorry about saying. it. Sorry about it, Canadians. Throwing it out there. So. Hey, they they do what they can. Any Toronto fan up there, it's like, hey, we <laughs> this is all we have, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't really have a choice, but um, but yeah. So, I to answer Wasabi's question, I don't think it's panic time yet. In two weeks, I, it's panic time. I think it's panic time if that January 31st deadline actually comes and we don't get anyone, then it's going to be like, okay, what the heck. Um, Ideally, it, it would, we will have a, a new episode coming out on the 31st, and that'll be interesting because either we're talking about a new signing or we're talking about hit the button, hit it, abort. Yep, yep, <laughs> blow it all up. I mean, yeah, it, it, it literally could take up until the very last hour few minutes of, yeah, they do of that. deadline day some sometimes they don't get announced until a few hours after the deadline passes because it didn't come until literally you know right before the deadline so dude it's crazy we're not yelling for like huge changes on this squad we're literally just banking on some guy that puts the ball into the back of the net on a consistent basis we thought it was yeah. dom dwyer because he blew up that one year and then moderately blew up the next year and then and then it just didn't seem like it was him anymore. So we need that one piece, and I feel like we're set. Yeah, it's. Um, I hope it's coming. I really do, and Zach I think Wright. it is. Zach Wright. <laughs> yeah, Dan's gonna get the Zach Wright jersey this year. Dude, I don't. I'm not doing that. I can't get attached anymore. All right, because Benny leaves, and I see people posting that they got Latif's jersey, and then he leaves, and I'm like, this is all your guys' fault, really. Yep. No, no names on jerseys anymore. You did this. Knock it off, people. <laughs> he's so uh, scared up there. He's all alone. Not Dude, really. you know what he's doing? He probably oh, doesn't understand Mickey. the Hollywood sign. He's probably like, why does it? Why are those big letters on that mountain? I don't really understand it. Look, the Hollywood sign is really kind of a letdown. It's kind of anticlimactic, as is Hollywood in general. So... It's uh, it's not the most fun place to be. There's other parts of L.A. that are really cool. But Hollywood itself, kind of trashy. So hopefully Latif's not hanging right. out in Hollywood because he probably is scared if he is because there are some sketchy people there. But um, I'm sure he and Benny oh, will no. have a grand old time <laughs> out there on the, uh, the West Coast chilling at Disneyland and in the beach. But, um, Dude, he's probably riding those little teacups, just having the time of his life, riding those you Dumbo find elephants. When you go out there, you gotta yeah, find I'll, them. I'll find them. I'll look for them. I'll, I'll bring just, them back. I'll do the look, put them in your carry-on. Is there a special call I should do to to put find Latif? Just start doing his dance out on like the middle of Hollywood Boulevard. Stop. I'll, he'll just come. I'll do that dance, dude. He'll. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want it. Yeah. Well, if you find them, just pack them away in your carry-on and bring them back to Kansas City. Oh, my gosh. They'll be like, uh, I, don't, that, I don't think that's how uh, trades work there, Coozer. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be some sort of tampering, but, you know. Well, it will be. You, you, uh, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. You that's can't what spell I tampering without tam. That's right. We just you write some tam on an IOU and, you know, send it to LAFC. Absolutely. I'll so, trade him for a pair of slacks. I'm sure that's official. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, Latif probably won't be with Sporting KC in 2018. And you know, we got a question about this last week, and, and a little bit more information came out about it. Kevin Ellis probably won't be either. Um, Who's that? 
I don't know, some guy. Some guy. Uh, <laughs> Sam McDowell, again, wrote about this right after our pod uh, published last week. And basically, he said it's it's pretty much unlikely at this point that Ellis comes back. Um, he did say Sporting has received some calls from other MLS teams gauging Ellis's availability. We talked about and, that. Yeah, and Sporting, I guess, is open to some of those offers. He said nothing's imminent, and this was about a week ago that he said this, and obviously nothing's happened in that time. Well, why wouldn't um, you be open to those offers? I mean, you you're, you still have to pay the guy. Why not get yeah. rid of him so he's not on the books? Yeah, I'm sure they're open. I'm sure the, the, the tough thing for Sporting KC is they really have no leverage at this point because, you know, the teams know Ellis doesn't want to be here, and teams know Sporting doesn't want him. So if I'm another team, I'm not going to offer anything more than like, hey, I'll give you like 25,000 TAM for him. <laughs> and a pack like, of Skittles. Here else? you go. Yeah, here you go. Uh, but hey, at this point, anything's better than a, a dead roster spot. And That's what I'm talking about. Money. Just take the TAM so. and cut your losses there and, and then release the story and let us know what the F happened. Yep. Please. Right. I'm so curious. <laughs> I've got so many scenarios in my head. Well, Sam did say that it was a, a disagreement and that it didn't involve any other players. Um, so he probably like no altercation a coaching with staff member. Well, that's, you know, when you when you read something like that, it's like, and it didn't, I promise it didn't involve an altercation with other players. That only leads me to believe that it's more likely that it involved an altercation with other players. Oh, it's technical staff, man. It, it had to be technical staff. Yeah, could have been. It said not with players, so then it's with the staff. <laughs> they didn't say with the staff. Um, man, if if Kevin fought Peter, I'd take Peter in that fight all day. Oh, yeah, you'd absolutely take Peter. I mean, Kevin Ellis say, is, well, he's lower to the ground. I mean, he'll get you. He'll bite your ankles. He's a stocky dude, yeah. But, uh, man, I he's think He's country, Peter, man. He's straight country. <clears throat> that's true. But I've, I've actually thought about this before. I'll show you the kind of weird dude I am. Yeah, I d- thought about <laughs> if... If you had to pick one, if you had to pick one coach to like fight for you, in like a fist fight, who would it be? I'd pick Peter Vermees. Like, what other MLS coach out there is gonna beat Peter in a fight? Like Caleb Porter? Okay, he's just gonna like fall to the ground and protect his face. No other MLS coach is beating Peter. Oh, dude, Caleb will be like, "Whoa, don't get your, don't get my blood on my cardigan, bro." <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I'd take Peter against any other MLS coach. Um, but, yeah, that's the kind of weird dude I am. I think about this type of stuff, but Peter's scary, so. Yeah, but, like, what about what about a dance-off, though? Like, a dance fight? Peter Vermees isn't winning that dance fight. The dude looks too rigid. Who's winning it? Between Caleb Porter and him? Between who, who, uh, any MLS coach. Who do you think's winning the dance-off? Oh, dude. Patrick Vieira is going to come out with, like, some penny loafers, and he's <laughs> he's getting down, man. <laughs> I just down. I can see it. Yeah. Well, it's That's not like, going to be Siggy Schmidt. I think uh, I, I could see Mike Petke doing some pretty sick, you know, white man overbite with his little sweater. Oh, my doing, God. Stop. You just yep. said that, and I had to do an overbite myself <laughs> to realize how that might look and feel. And it felt just as nerdy as it sounded. Yep. I could see it. <laughs> now everyone listening is doing their own overbite. And they're yep. like, all right, I can see that. I got it. Yeah, I'm saying. Unless um, you do the underbite and you're like, I'm a grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've this gone has some gone places on today. Too far. <laughs> this has gone on too far. But bottom um, line, Kevin Ellis, 
and Peter Vermees clearly had a fight. Uh, one of them <laughs> crapped in the other one's cereal or something. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, and they're not reconciling, so he's not coming no, back. not at all. He's out, man. He's probably he was down in Nashville, so he's probably gonna go to go play for them. Hey, I could. That's that might happen. Actually, that's not a bad theory. They're starting this year in the USL, so. Yeah, and they come to MLS next year. Yeah, he's got some starting experience. Hey, you know what? All of this shenanigans led to a plausible theory. Dude, so. I, I know I I have I have ideas of my own sometimes. That's it's not all fun and games <laughs> up here. I'm pretty. I got some schmats. There you go. Um, don't go. Don't anyone go putting that tangent on half percent. Right? I'm sure <laughs> that was doggone ridiculous. Moving on. No, no real way to transition other than just moving on. We're going going on to uh, Super Draft. Super Draft coming up later this week. Um, and and Sporting KC has. Dude, it's not just a regular draft. It's a Super Draft. That's right. And uh, and and we had uh, another question from Mansky, our listener, our, our good buddy. Any thoughts on the MLS Super Draft and who SKC might take? Well. I will tell you that I am not a super draft expert. I have not sat there and looked at all the prospects. So I'm, I'm banking on uh, some some mock drafts here. I can tell you that Sporting KC has the number 13 and the number 18 picks in the first round. Got number 18 from Portland and part of the Lawrence Olam trade. And uh, they have the, the number 82 pick in round four, which probably won't be worth anything. So uh, we're not going to really worry about that one. Uh, but they do have a couple of first-round picks. Uh, they've gotten some some successful players in the past. They got Saad Abdul Salam in in the draft, and he's got gone. Don Dwyer in the draft, and he's gone. Colton Storm they got in the draft. You know, book's still out on him, but uh, he's still here. You know, do you, do you have an idea of of what position they might be looking for? I've I've seen some mock drafts saying they might go for a forward. Others saying midfielder. Others saying defender. So it seems that no one's really sure where where Sporting KC goes here. What do you think? Oh, dude, it's absolutely that the mock drafts are correct. I mean, it could go any which way, and and you got to think they're probably going to add to Swope depth because Swope just the turnover is outrageous with Swope Park Rangers and. That's probably what they're looking to fill. And with, uh, I don't know, it'll be interesting. I mean, you're looking at Colton Storm coming up probably since Saad Abdul Salam took off. And, uh, you know, not not by his choice. He was traded. But, uh, uh, you know, they'll be looking to probably fill some swap positions for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, here I, I can throw out some names for you that I've seen in mock drafts. You know, Matt Doyle on MLS Soccer says they're taking a forward from uh named named Danny Musovsky, um who I guess scored about a goal per year in his senior year. A goal which, per game? That's that sounds awesome. He's out of UNLV. Um uh, there's a midfielder named Rafael Andrade Santos. Um he's out of VCU. Um you know they they say that he could be a, a potential future number ten. I don't know if Sporting KC spends their number their top pick on number 10 after just signing a young DP um, in, in that spot. So that seems a little less likely. Um, and then Bleacher Report and Top Drawer Soccer say that they could go with this guy named uh, Wyatt Ornsberg, um, who's a, uh, a defender out of Dartmouth, um, who's a, a, a big uh, mammoth central defender is what they say. So, um, you know, 
those are some names to, to throw out to you. I, I don't know much about any of them. Um, I don't, I don't, do you, Dan, have you heard of any of them? I don't, I don't think either of us really follow college prospects that much. I haven't heard of any of them. And I do like that, uh, no matter who they take, they're going to release some kind of highlight video right away. And, and you'll be able to see what this dude does and, uh, you know, what he can bring to the squad or, or to the club rather what, what, how he can benefit us. Yeah, for sure. Um, Another quick question. We got a lot of questions this week, which is awesome. Thank you guys so much. Keep them coming. We love getting listener questions. Um, so our guy Kyle, um, who asked another question earlier, he's and, and we've talked about this a bit before, said, you know, here's a touchy topic. Should we hire a technical director so PV isn't doing two jobs, or should we just make him technical director and give Kerry a shot as coach? Um, I know we've talked about this a bit before, so we don't want to spend too long on it, but, but what do you think? Uh, we have talked about that before, haven't we? Um, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I think, I mean, he's got such a good thing going on and I think that is going to keep happening until he decides, Hey, maybe I feel overworked. Cause I don't, I don't think he's a stubborn dude and we haven't had unsuccessful seasons in a very long time. So I think he's going to keep it as long as he wants to keep it. Yeah, I think so too. I think that he's proven, you know, I've I, I've talked about it a, a, a bit before um, about how it's a good idea. You know how he says during the season, Peter does that he's ninety percent coach and ten percent technical director, and then when he's in the off season, he's ninety percent technical director and ten percent coach. And why wouldn't you want someone who's a hundred percent technical director and a hundred percent coach at all times? Um, I don't think that there is any sort of move that is imminent because Peter's been successful enough that I think he's earned the right to keep doing what he's doing. And the good thing about having one guy who's over both is it's obviously a very unified vision because it's just one guy. Um, having said that, if Sporting KC goes through another year where they either lose in the knockout round on the road again, or God forbid, don't make the playoffs then I think you might start to see a bit more conversation about, okay, is it time to shake things up from a technical staff standpoint? Do we bring in a technical director? Um, that's really the only way I see anything happening. Or if it's looking like Carrie Zavagnan might start wanting to entertain offers to be a head coach at another team, and they're worried about Peter maybe leaving at some point for the national team, so they decide, okay, let's let's make Peter full-time technical director and and promote carry to coach because we want to keep carry long term so those are the two situations i see i don't think either one of them are very likely but uh i don't know Does that that kind of makes sense yeah that about rounds it out man that makes a lot of sense cool um so we'll we'll, we'll wind it down uh with a little bit of, of mls news before hitting one last question from uh from our listeners um, a couple of quick hits. Landon Donovan, man, what the heck? Signing with uh, Leon in, in Liga MX. What, what is happening? I That's beast mode, man. That's awesome. I mean, I've seen mixed things about this. Like, And I hate, I hate seeing the haters be like, why can't he just stay retired? Like, he retired for a reason. And I'm like, dude, if the man feels like he's got some juice left in him and the, the club, uh, uh, Club Leon 
feels like he's got some juice left in him, then why not let him go ball out? Yeah, man. I mean, he he uh, he looks excited. I'm kind of excited to see what he's got. Um, I don't have a, a Liga MX team to follow, but man, I'm gonna be paying attention to to Leon this year for sure. Um, yeah. And and I don't see him playing more than one year probably with the the, the club, but um, man, that could have been their whole their whole goal all along. Sign a huge name like Landon Donovan. Get some more people watching their games this year. Their ratings are going to be through the roof. Uh, and, well, and, and now yeah, I had it's, heard it, it's really a no lose situation. Oh, exactly. I, I had heard that uh, uh, Donovan and Giles Barnes, who they're both going to be playing for Club Leon, they both have the. Uh, I heard this from the Cooligans, by the way. They do a, a funny podcast and some YouTube stuff. Check them out. They're my friends. They're fun. But they, I heard that Donovan and Giles Barnes have uh, the same agent. Oh. And that that can mean that means something, you know, to get them both down there playing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's uh, interesting, right? Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's probably a part of it, since Giles Barnes just signed with Leon uh, earlier this month. So. Yeah, man. It's there. There's a couple of really good players, former MLS players, with Leon now, and uh, I think it'll be super fun to watch them. Um, Another big story coming out of MLS that involves a, a big-name attacker. Um, Orlando City forward Kyle Laren, really good young forward. Uh, you know, everyone knew that he had these European ambitions, which is partly why Orlando traded for Dom Dwyer last year. A lot of people expected that Kyle Laren would, would be moved to a European club this year because he wants to go so badly. Well, a couple days ago, uh, Besiktas, uh, a Turkish club, who they had just transferred their starting forward to my English Premier League club, Everton, all of a sudden they're tweeting out photos from their official accounts of Kyle Laren over in Turkey, taking like medical tests, saying they're in negotiations with them, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, he made, he got his move, this, this makes sense, they're in need of a striker, he's wanted a European move, all good. Well, then Orlando City's like, no, 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 we haven't transferred him. We're going to file charges against you now because you're violating his contract. And there's this whole weird situation about how technically he's on a club option, but FIFA doesn't really recognize options per se. So, you know, Basique just thought maybe they could pull a fast one here, which is kind of what happened with Fabian Castillo. It kind of happened a few years ago with uh, Camilo Sanveso from Vancouver. Both of those situations resulted in their respective clubs just paying a fee to um, FC Dallas and Vancouver, respectively. So that still could happen here. But, I mean, this is a crazy story, isn't it? It's insane. I, I don't I don't know how that even happens to somebody. I, that's totally weird and sounds very unprofessional. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good for Kyle Laren. And Orlando City says he's still a member of their team and they expect him to report for preseason training, which I doubt is happening because he's out over in Turkey, apparently. I'm not sure what he thought would happen here um, unless he looked at what happened with the the other couple players and thought, okay, I'm just forcing a move. Um, I just, I don't like it. it. It doesn't look good for the player. Doesn't look great for MLS. They gotta figure this out so this stops happening. You know, if if it's something to do with these options, they need to work out something with FIFA to kind of keep this from happening. Because 
doesn't look great for the league to have players continuously kind of work over the system and force their way out by basically putting putting teams in, in a no-win situation. And it sucks for the fans, too, because now, you know, if, if Laren comes back, all the fans are like, well, screw you, you tried to leave. And if he does leave, they're like, well, screw you, you forced your way out. So it's not good. Yeah, it's kind of a lose-lose for him. I don't think he's winning anybody over. No, for sure. Uh, and then the last, uh, this, we'll finish up with this question from uh, Grant Irvine, one of our listeners. He just wrote U.S. soccer presidential election. So I guess he wants to hear our thoughts on the U.S. soccer presidential election. And uh, this is this is kind of a weird one because obviously if, if you follow soccer news, you've been seeing a lot about the U.S. soccer presidential election. We missed the World Cup. Everyone knows it sucks. Sunil Gulati's not running for re-election again. So we got a field of eight candidates that are running. The weirdest thing to me is none of us have a say in any of this. Like they're they can be campaigning to us all they want to, and maybe right. public will might influence it a little bit, but like none of us vote. And I'm not even like it's confusing who even does vote. Like it's a mix of clubs and players and and lifetime board members of US soccer. You know, MLS itself has a pretty good chunk of the vote, but I mean, from what I could tell, you know, there's really probably two or three of the eight people that have a legitimate shot at winning. Um, Eric Wynalda is one who's been getting a lot of press. He's kind of, uh, you know, not not to say anything of his politics, but he's almost kind of like the Donald Trump type candidate because he's like the burn it all down, the system's not working, we need change, uh, and we're, we're going to just cause change and shake up the system because it needs to be shaken up. But he's, but he's not really saying a lot of substance about what is he actually going to do. He's just saying things like, we need pro-rel. We need a FIFA schedule. But he's not really saying how he's actually going to do that. Um, you got Hope Solo, who is talking a lot about equal pay for women. Uh, so that's a big issue. And then you have a lady named Kathy Carter, who is the president of Soccer United Marketing, which is the marketing arm owned by MLS. So she's kind of what a lot of people think is like the status quo candidate, which some people think might be bad considering how U.S. soccer hasn't fared so well recently. So I don't know. Do you do you have any thoughts or, or just uh, even this whole weird presidential election thing that we don't even get a vote in? Well, yeah, a few thoughts. Um, first of all, when Hope Solo announced her candidacy, I thought – Okay, that's, I don't know how I feel about it right away. Um, you know, she's had some controversy in her career, you know what I mean? But uh, I don't think that should discredit her from from running. I mean, you know, she clearly has some decent ideas. So th- she's the main one I pay, I've paid attention to because everyone else is kind of paying attention to the other guys. And I'm like, well, I'm interested to know what she has to say because this is a – I don't know. It's interesting to see someone like her of her caliber um, step into that discussion. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and she, one of her, her things that she's talked about aside from income inequality is um, helping kids who don't have economic resources get into the game earlier, which is kind of a hot topic around us soccer recently because so many people say, Hey, we're losing a lot of these players that other countries get because they can't be identified early enough, even though they might have talent because of the pay-for-play schemes that we have. So that's not a bad thing to have 
be your main platform. If you're trying to fix U.S. soccer, that's a good thing to be focusing on. And one of the things that I think Wijnaldum focuses too much on is trying to fix MLS, when I don't think MLS is really U.S. soccer's problem. Yes, maybe one day there could be promotion and relegation. Maybe one day, I don't see how, but maybe you can start talking about changing up the schedule. But if on, on the scheme of problems for U.S. soccer, I don't think MLS is anywhere near the top of that list. No, not at all. And I mean, you know, Eric Winalda has, uh, you know, they, he's talking, they're talking to him like the front runner, but we, no one gets to vote on this thing except for a few, if, for a select group of people. So it's really just going to be the same kind of deal we've been doing. I mean, if they elected our last president in, then they're going to elect this president. So nothing changes. Nothing's different. Whereas someone like Hope Solo wants complete transparency and where the money's going and what's being changed, there hasn't been transparency in the past years. And it's it's going to continue to be that way because of the way this is happening. I, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And and if, if the, we end up with the status quo, it's probably going to be Kathy Carter because uh, she's been the closest with uh, Sunil uh, Galati and uh, she's the closest with MLS because she uh, is um, the president of Soccer United Marketing. Uh, you know, there are a couple others that have good ideas, but, you know, honestly, who knows? Votes aren't for a little while. Um, I don't think they happen until February, if I remember correctly. Yeah, February 10th. Um, that's pretty soon. So we'll, we'll, we'll know then, um, a lot can happen between now and then Kyle Martino was another guy people thought might have a good shot. Um, then he said a couple things about, um, you know, the Costa Rican fans in New York that I don't think he meant to, to be taken the wrong way, but some people did. So that might hurt his chances a bit. So who knows? It's, it's crazy. We'll have some, we'll know that on February 10th, we'll have someone new, um, if it's Wynalda, we'll probably be in for a wild ride, and, and there will be lots of uh, sound bites to talk about. Um, if it's Kathy Carter, probably going to be more of the same. So who knows, man. It's uh, it's going to be a crazy ride, whatever happens, that's for sure. I know, man. Uh, it's exciting, though. It sure is. Yep. Uh, well, it was uh, not our smoothest but we, we've made it through. I still have a little bit of a voice left. Um, you got anything else for the people before we go? Uh, no, I just know we talked about trying to make this a short podcast because you weren't feeling well, and that did not happen because we got all these sweet questions from Twitter, man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, my voice it held awesome. up. It was a good episode. It was. My voice held up. I had to cough a little bit, so sorry about that. But, uh, hey, it, uh, it worked out. We had all those awesome questions, like you said. Keep them coming. Oh, dude, absolutely. So, I didn't even uh, I didn't even say roll tide this episode, which no, I just said it. Yeah, and you didn't say it at the end, so I can't do my oh, little. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I got got to get a little something in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, keep uh, keep sending in questions. Keep giving us feedback at No Other Pod on Twitter at jcmax03 at Dan Kuzer. Like us on Facebook. Uh, Give us a rating or a review if you haven't yet and, and you're feeling so inclined. Or uh, shoot yes, us an email. Please, please. No other now, those reviews are huge, guys. Sorry for interrupting. That gets us up on the uh, – that bumps us up on soccer podcasts and everything like that. So I'm sure we're not anywhere on the rankings right now, but ratings and reviews really get us uh, you know, noticed by more people. So that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. And, uh, and yeah, send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Um, 
But yeah, we will be back next week. We should be uh, releasing on our normal Wednesday. We'll, uh, fingers crossed, hopefully have some news about a new striker to talk about. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about the preseason a little bit more and any other big news that breaks between now and then. So for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.